0: I'm simply going to share a brief closing thought taken from Nehemiah as we conclude these 40 days. Do you know, there is so much, and and it's been kind of indicated, there's so much in that book that we could highlight. But I want to end by going back to the beginning, uh, back to chapter 1, which is page 485. If you do want to have it open on one of the Pew Bibles, that would be great. But you know, 11 times. In uh, thirteen chapters, Nehemiah pleads for God's attention. Eleven times in thirteen chapters, he pleads for God's attention, which is one of the reasons he's been described as an ordinary man. Oh, there's slide missing there. An ordinary man with an extraordinary desire for God which is a great thought. Nehemiah was an ordinary man, but he had this extraordinary desire for God. And so time and time again, as you read the 13 chapters, you hear Nehemiah pleading for God's attention. And so he intentionally and passionately looked to God for help and for wisdom and for guidance and direction. And even when you come in to the last chapter, there's this phrase that gets repeated three times, remember me, oh my God. Which literally means God Consider me and don't let me ever out of your gaze. God, don't lose sight of me. I want to be where you are. I want to go where you go. I want to walk where you walk. And during these 40 days, we have been in a similar place. That's been our desire, hasn't it? It still is to look for God for direction and help, to cry out to him for guidance and wisdom, to seek after his divine inspiration and presence. And Nehemiah was desperately keen to grab God's attention. And we have been. And I believe we still are. And so in verse 6, Nehemiah prays, let your ear be attentive and your eyes open to hear the prayer of your servant. Here's somebody who wanted God to hear him. And as one commentator says, if you want the maximum attention of God, you must first give maximum attention to God. And that's what we've been doing. I hear Stephen's confession. Saying, I maybe haven't been giving God total attention for 40 days. And many of us are in that place. But if we want the maximum attention of God, we've got to give maximum attention to God. This was Nehemiah's story. Remember me, oh my God. I'm pleading for your help. I need your direction. I need your guidance. And Nehemiah, in his desire for this, prays. Prays lots of times, but I want to just look very briefly at his first prayer recorded in chapter one, verses four to 11. As he sets out to find God's heart and God's leading and God's assistance, he he does four things in prayer. Or as he prays. And I want to conclude these 40 days by urging us to learn from these four things, to embrace these four things in our praying from here on in and in our practice as a church in whatever lies ahead. And so Nehemiah starts. By giving God his place, he starts with worship. And so verse 5, he says, O Lord, God of heaven, the great and awesome God, right up front, Nehemiah elevates and exalts God. Nehemiah affirmed and declared who God was, who God is. He recognized his character. He grasped, he celebrated his greatness, his bigness, his otherness, his power, his majesty. In Windsor Baptist, whatever lies ahead and in everything we do, this has got to be our starting place. This has got to be our desire. This is the one we've got to keep returning to, that God would be glorified, that God would be worshipped, that God would be praised, that God would be at the center and at the focus of all we do and who we are. Let's give God his place. It's never about us, it's all about him. Secondly, Nehemiah reflects a contrite heart. As David said right at the start of this, this is a book that's crammed with confession. And Nehemiah acknowledges that he and the people are far from perfect. They have messed up and they mess up. They've got it wrong. They get it wrong. And therefore, Nehemiah confesses his sin. And notice it is personal. Yes, it's also corporate. He confesses on behalf of the people, but he also identifies and recognizes that he has sinned, that he has got it wrong, that he has messed up. And so in verse 6, He initially prays, yes, on behalf of the sons of Israel, but then he says, I and my father's house have sinned. And it's no vague blanket confession. It's no kind of yes, we have sinned. Nehemiah names the sin. You look there, he says, we have acted corruptly. We've disobeyed you, God. We've broke your laws. And when it comes to confession, and when it comes to a contrite heart, we need to stand before God and say, God, this is where I've got it wrong. This is where I've messed up. Nehemiah knows that if he's going to walk into a new future with God, if he's going to get God's maximum attention and help and guidance, he needs to be honest. He needs to be repentant. And again, Windsor, and I know I could say so much more about this, but we need to make sure that we retain contrite hearts that we constantly recognize the importance of coming back to God and seeking his forgiveness and his grace, that we keep coming back to this table and around this table and say, thank you, Jesus, for the cost of our forgiveness and for the cost of our hope. This is what keeps us humble. And during these 40 days, we've been saying, God, humble us. Help us to humble ourselves. And what that actually means is we get down on our knees and we confess our sins before a holy God and say, God, Give me a contrite heart. You are the great and awesome God. You're a holy God. And I know my need of you. Give God his place maintain a contrite heart. And thirdly, Nehemiah refers to God's Word. You know, a big chunk of that opening prayer in Nehemiah 1 includes the kind of reciting and paraphrasing of Scripture. His prayer was crammed with Bible. Nehemiah had a grasp of God's Word, and God's Word had a grip on him. And we've often made the point that we want to be a community. We want to be people of the book. This God's Word is our reference point. It's our touchstone. This is where we look to discover, to hear, to be stretched, to be guided, to be encouraged. We must allow Scripture to rebuke us and to correct us and to train us. And so as a church, we want to ensure, like Nehemiah, that God's Word remains focal. Remains a focal point, a source of all we do, that we allow Scripture to fuel not just our praying but our practice. And so I love the part in Nehemiah, where as God's word is read, everybody stands for a very long time and hears God's word read. And it's one of the reasons. And I remember years ago, whenever reading this kind of book and studying, it, reflecting on it, having to preach on it for the first time, that's where I came across this whole idea that the people stood, recognising God's word is so important. We need to hear this. We need to hear it afresh. And so one of the things that we often do here at Windsor, as you know, is we stand for the public reading of God's Word. Nehemiah referred to God's Word constantly. Give God his place. Maintain contrite hearts. Refer to God's Word. And then finally, Nehemiah confirms his availability. Look at verse 11 because he repeats something he said in verse 6. He says again, let your ear be attentive to the prayer of your servant. So it seems as if he's now finished praying. He's rounding it up. Let your ear be attentive, God, to what I've just prayed. But then he adds this, give success to your servant today and grant him mercy in the sight of this man. And what I really want to say to this is that, that Nehemiah Wasn't asking God to sort out the problem in Jerusalem and then standing back to see what would happen. He was willing to be part of the solution. He was prepared to go and do what was necessary, which meant for him to speak up and to speak out when he was given the chance and the opportunity. And so the question I want to finish with this morning is this Are you in? Are you available? to be the answer to your prayers? As we look to what's next, as we think about moving forward and following God's leading after this period of time, are you and I willing to be part of the answer to our prayers for the future? You see, Nehemiah was available. Yes, he needed God's help, but he was ready. He says, okay, God, I'm going. Grant me success. Grant me success and mercy in the sight of this man. Four challenges as we walk out of here. Give God his place, church. Let's maintain contrite hearts. Constantly referring to God's word. Let's be available to be the answer to our prayers. That's too many words, here's four. Adoration, confession, reflection, action. Let's go from here to dream those big dreams.